Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off, hand off Jacobs, has the first down of the goal, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz, he is smothered, and brought down! Max Crosby came around for the sack! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun, back to pass, climbs the pocket, eyes downfield, fires a strike to Devontae at the 25, breaks away 20, 15, 10, 5, dives, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Radio, and on the Raiders mobile app, the Super Bowl is set, and I got a lot to get to. Uh, as we open up, just want to tell you a quick story where I'm at today. I was on the radio last night from 9 to midnight Pacific time. I just knocked out three hours this morning from 9 to noon pacific time and i'm about to do this show noon to two so i'll have done seven hours of radio by two o'clock there's no one on god's green earth who can say that so i'm just saying that not to pat myself on the back but to remind you i'm prepped up i I just did five hours i got two more left before i take a nap i've been almost doing an all-nighter stepped in and helped out one of the shows as someone called in sick today really happy that i did because I love being on the radio week of the Super Bowl, two weeks before the Super Bowl, and coming off the championship games. Here's your one topic today, okay, because it's really focused show today. One big topic today. How much did the referees do to enhance Kansas City's trip to the Super Bowl? All right, I watched the game yesterday at a famous sports book with a bunch of gamblers who were furious with the bad officiating in the Kansas City game. All the holding calls that were missed, the phantom third down that Kansas City got a do-over, the the block in the back on the final punt return for Kansas City, the late hit out of bounds, which I think was a fair call, on Patrick Mahomes. We are the Raider Nation. you got to have an opinion on this. And the 49ers lost too. So I expect some Raider fans to call in on the 49ers loss because at least you got half of something. I was rooting for the Niners to lose because most Raider fans don't like the Niners. And I was rooting for Kansas City to lose. I wanted to see Joe Burrow. So I, pre- I predicted Buffalo to win the Super Bowl preseason. That was my pick. Then as the conference championship started with the final four teams, I hoped Cincinnati would win it. And now that's not the case. Two teams that I don't like, one that I grew up hating in, in Philadelphia, and the arch nemesis of the Raider Nation are playing each other in the Super Bowl. So I did not win the lottery on that. So we will be talking about the Eagles and the Chiefs for two weeks on this channel, along with Raiders content, maybe Raiders breaking news. But I have my Super Bowl hat on. Uh, This time next week, I'll be driving out to Phoenix. Going to take the car out there to have it to get around all the different spots there. And then we'll have Radio Row for me starting Tuesday uh, next week as we get through the Pro Bowl this week. So it's pretty simple. I'm expecting Raider fans who are diehard football fans who saw Kansas City win to objectively, or maybe we can't be objective. People are trolling me saying, hey, you work for the Raiders, you're not going to give Kansas City any credit. No, no, no. I'm going to give Kansas City credit. I don't think the referees gave Kansas City the game. I just think that the referee caused that game to end in regulation then in overtime. 
I'm not saying who would have won in overtime, but I thought that the Cincinnati had the momentum in the second half, and I thought they played themselves into overtime. And how many times, Raider Nation, do we have to watch Kansas City win this way? 13 seconds left against Buffalo. Boom, boom. They go to Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They win the game. You know, they kick it off. They win the game in overtime. The way they just beat Joe Burrow in this last game with pretty much no time left. And all the other countless times that in the Mahomes era they were able to win this way. Isn't this one of the big things that the Raiders need to check off their list? Derek Carr had some really momentous and and glorious fourth-quarter comebacks. But Derek lost more games that he won in nine years with the Raiders. Not all Derek's fault. But we're watching a team within the division, the Kansas City Chiefs, that constantly find a way to win in heroic fashion. Now, fortunately, the Chargers don't do that. With Boy Blunder, Brandon Staley, and Justin Herbert. They're pretty good, but they're always injured, and they don't win these dramatic fourth-quarter comeback games. They don't. The Chargers don't do that. The Chargers have self-inflicted wounds that knock them out of the playoffs. And for Denver, with Russell Wilson, we're going to get a chance to see Russell Wilson, who's always been a great fourth-quarter quarterback, future Hall of Famer, but they're not on the right page yet. But whoever the Raiders get a quarterback, which will be a great offseason topic, if it's Tom Brady, he's the greatest finisher in the history of the game. How dare any Raider fan question that, considering that you Raider fans have to sit back and watch Mahomes win every game dramatically. Tom Brady might be the only guy on planet Earth who can put on a cape like Superman and beat Mahomes going forward. Because the Raiders have won six games the last time you looked. Okay, so before you run Brady out of town, remember Brady's done it much more than Mahomes. And also Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is another name we've been talking about here over the last week or two. What's going to happen with him? You need a quarterback at the end of the game that you believe can compete with Patrick Mahomes. And we thought we had it in Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow had two interceptions. He played a Dak Prescott game. The two interceptions by Joe Burrow pretty much lost the game for Cincinnati because Mahomes didn't throw an interception. And remember, Dak Prescott threw two interceptions and Purdy outplayed him. And we'll get to Purdy as that uh, little tearjerker up in Santa Clara. And the Bay Area has come to an end. We'll see what you think of the Niners and if the Niners can do this again. Again, I just did three hours with Danny Cannell, former NFL quarterback. He was a legend at Florida State. He's a hell of a college quarterback. And we talked about intimidation and trash talking because Cincinnati's mayor trash talked Kansas City. All that comes into play. We talked about both games from a gambling perspective. The NFC championship game was a joke. If you, call, if you have the gold standard of NFC Championships game being the catch, remember Montana to Clark? That's like a Mount Rushmore. Where'd you put this game? The Niners couldn't even finish the game with a quarterback who could throw a forward pass. That will go down in history as one of the worst championship games in football history dating back to leather helmets. Remember, the NFC Championship game had the ice ball. Bart Starr, the quarterback sneak against Bob Lilly and the Cowboys. This game had Brock Purdy... He couldn't throw the football, couldn't throw it, so they had to hand off the entire fourth quarter. God, what a ripoff that was. But I want to spend most of the show on Kansas City's win. And how much credit do you give Kansas City for that win? How much heat do you want to give the refs? And again, I'm not that patient today, everybody. You know, I'm not your buddy at the tailgate here wanting to do selfies and talk for 20 minutes. I got I to run a show today. And it's not Raiders shows today. This was the Chiefs. 
So I need some Raider fans to come in here and tell me what the hell happened with those officials in that game. And do you agree with me? I'm not doing this big conspiracy show that the referees are completely the reason Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl, but the refs got in the way of that game. They did. It was a poorly officiated game. It's trending all over Twitter and social media. And I really believe that Raider fans, you should be pretty chapped by this one. Ken Stabler was the last quarterback before that. Tom Brady after Stabler. Tom Brady went to eight consecutive championship games. Let that sink in. Eight consecutive championships. He was five and three. Ken Stabler went to five championships in a row and won one Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes now has gone to five championship games in a row. All right, so Snake went to five total. Patrick Mahomes is now at five, and he only has one Super Bowl. So the best that we can hope for in the Raider Nation, that's why I was pulling for Cincinnati, was the best that we can hope is that Mahomes loses. And then Mahomes has five AFC championship game appearances and one Super Bowl victory and two Super Bowl losses. How's that sound? Everybody good with that? What's the other option? Philadelphia wins two in the last five years. Nick Foles, Jalen Hurts, and then Philadelphia's got two total. Two total trailing the Raiders by one, and Philadelphia is going to be good for a little bit of time here. So that's what I think as we open up the show brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. I had a buddy of mine, former caller and friend now of the show Trigger, come out for the weekend. I was hanging out with a bunch of gamblers, and we did pop into a PT's over by my house here. In Summerlin, we popped in to watch a little bit of the Golden Knights, who are reeling. But PTs, we had a great time. Food was great. Service was great. And we happened to be there for happy hour a little bit from 5 to 7, midnight to 2. PTs fuels the monologue. I'm not pissed off at the level I would be if the Raiders lost a game or the Raiders missed the playoffs. But I'm pretty pissed off because of the way Kansas City won that contest. I'm pretty upset by that. And I think Raider fans agree with me that certain teams get certain breaks at certain times and they take advantage of the breaks. So now in the AFC West going forward, we have to deal with Patrick Mahomes at a level that we're dealing with Steph Curry. And a lot of Raider fans are Warrior fans from the obvious connection to Oakland and to the Bay Area. But Steph was able to play with rolled ankles and his ankles taped up and hit threes. And now Mahomes has taken his legacy to another level because Mahomes is able to play injured and play at a very high level while he's injured. If you win championships while you're hurt, if you're Michael Jordan and you have the flu 104-degree temperature and win at Utah, or maybe the most famous athlete of all time, Kirk Gibson of the Dodgers, couldn't even walk up the dugout steps he was limping, hit a home run against Dennis Eckersley, Kirk Gibson wasn't one of the greatest players of all time, not even close, but he had a moment. He had a moment that makes him one of the most recognizable players in baseball history. Mahomes has that as a football player, and he also has that as a Super Bowl champion. And I think he has to be stopped at all all cases. I sat down in the past with former Raider head coaches. I've talked to people on and off the record on this show. And the complete focus of this franchise has got to be Kansas City. I'm sorry. You either agree with me or disagree. You can say, well, you know, we got to get better. We got to break it down. We got to get better, smarter players. Yeah, we know that. We got to get a quarterback. We'd like to get an emerging quarterback. We might get Tom Brady. I get all that. You got to beat Kansas City. Kansas City's on a run right now, and they're mostly going through the AFC West and the Las Vegas Raiders. And I was totally amazed that they won that game. 
head-scratching plays the entire game. Great plays, trash-talking. And the referees, as we wrapped up the end of that game, I thought they screwed over Cincinnati. They screwed over Cincinnati at the end of that game because Cincinnati should have been able to get to overtime. And a bunch of phantom calls weren't called. Holding, blocks in the back on punt returns, all that. I mean, I'm talking obvious things that are all over. You can see it all over websites, all over TV. And it didn't happen in that game. Let's start off with the highlights for Kansas City. Once again, Kelsey, he looks like he's Kevin Durant, almost seven foot, going up against a point guard in the end zone. How is Travis Kelsey continually left alone with no safety help in the end zone? Here it is. Chiefs go with three tight ends and a shotgun. They roll it to the right side. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes! And the Chiefs lead 12-3. to And now Mahomes to Kelsey in the postseason for the 13th time. That's second in National Football League history to only Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. The Chiefs radio on these calls. So that was a big moment. They went up 13-3. to So let me remind you there, Cincinnati was not in the ball game early. Cincinnati was going three and out. Kansas City's defense and pass rush was fantastic. Burrow couldn't even set his legs. He had three backup offensive linemen. So Kansas City got off to that 13-3 lead and looked pretty good. Then Cincinnati got back into the game. But this touchdown by Valdez Scantling for Kansas City was incredible because Mahomes kept the play alive in the pocket and then threw a bullet into the end zone. Mahomes will fire it late for the end zone. Caught! Marquez Valdez Scantling on his backside. Touchdown, Kansas City! That was a great throw. That reminded me of Justin Herbert's fourth and 23 that he threw at Allegiant Stadium that got from his hand into the end zone in a split second. That pass was incredible by Mahomes. Not many guys have an arm like that and can get it going. Give Cincinnati credit. They started to get momentum in the second half of the game into the fourth quarter with Piron in this touchdown. T. Higgins motions from right to left. Joins Chase on that side. Burrow hands it off. P. Ryan fighting, yeah. struggling forward. Yeah. There's the signal. Touchdown. Bengals on a two-yard run by Samaje P. Ryan. Yeah, that was interesting because now they had a game. Now they had a game, and they were doing some good things. And I thought that Cincinnati had the momentum in the second half of the game, which was really important. That was hugely important near the end of this game, that Cincinnati had the momentum. They were quieting down the crowd. But then we'll get to the end of this game, which I studied last night. Again, I was on live when it happened, and then I did two hours of call-ins, and fans were freaking out because the punt, because Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow had an intentional grounding. Three times in the game, Joe Burrow threw the ball into the ground on late established screens where he couldn't get the play going. How dare you, Joe Burrow, just throw the ball away. And Burrow threw an intentional grounding ball late before they punted. But there was, I thought, a running back in the area. But they didn't get the call. It was an intentional grounding. So then Mahomes gets the ball back. And let me repeat again on the punt. Cincinnati punts the ball. And on the return, I thought there was a block in the back. It was an obvious block in the back. So obvious everybody could see it. And that would have put uh, Kansas City back 10 yards from the point of the catch where it happened. And they ran it up and had a big return. That drove me crazy. And then the late hit on Mahomes, which will go down in the lore of Kansas City at Arrowhead. This is one of the biggest plays in Chiefs' modern history that actually won them the game. Mahomes 
trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now he gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain. And the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. That can't happen. That can't happen. And it happens in that game. Critical mistake. Uh, Cincinnati there. You got to throw that flag. Now, other people have said, and this is where I want Raider fans to call in on this topic. Do you throw a flag on that play? Osasi's running as fast as he can to the sideline. Uh, Mahomes steps out of bounds. His momentum takes him into Mahomes. He hit Mahomes pretty hard. He hit Mahomes hard enough where Mahomes could have been hurt hard enough that it really could have affected him for the Super Bowl. But it was a bang-bang play. They throw the flag, and pretty much the game is over after that. This is the game-winning field goal from the Chiefs. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! Good! Yeah, that's it. That's Chiefs radio on the call, and the Kansas City Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl. So that's the show. That's, that's all I want to do today. I got plenty more things to talk about. LeBron getting fouled, no call, all the other things that are happening here. But why would I do anything else other than the Kansas City Chiefs and the effect this has on the Raiders? And Raider fans' opinion about how Kansas City won that game with the help of the referees. I believe that Kansas City won the game with the help of the officials who were working the AFC Championship game. That isn't a conspiracy theory. That isn't outlandish. I'm not saying anything crazy there. I I think Cincinnati should have been offered the opportunity to play that game into overtime. And I think the referees wanted to go home. I think the referees were done. I think the home field intimidated them. You want another controversial topic? Kansas City getting home field because they stopped the Buffalo-Cincinnati game because DeMar Hamlin was lifeless on the field, so they never replayed that game, which I'm cool with. They didn't need to replay that game. But they were going to play a neutral site AFC championship game in Atlanta between Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills, but Buffalo choked. Uh, Buffalo got blown up by Cincinnati at home, and we lost out on that opportunity. As soon as Buffalo lost to Cincinnati, Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl. Really is the case. Cincinnati got home field advantage, and they took advantage of it. They did. I think they got some home calls. I'd say the same thing about the NBA and other sports. You fight for home field advantage, so you might get the benefit of a call or two by the refs. And I think, honestly, you know, Kansas City had a couple of plays called back, one on a touchdown, and I think Kansas City could say the same thing. But there were two or three no calls on the Chiefs' offensive line late in that game. And Kansas City, you should remember that. I think the biggest blown call... Raider fans of the entire season for the Raiders at home, excuse me, on the road, when the Raiders lost the Baker Mayfield game in Los Angeles, Baker Mayfield started off on the two-yard line. Critical game for the Raiders. Two-yard line. Max Crosby got held in the end zone, tackled. Everyone remember that play? It was obvious to everybody. That would have been a safety. Game would have been over. L.A. would have had a punt from the 20-yard line. Raiders would have run out the clock. They didn't pick up that holding on Max Crosby, which they didn't do a lot. Max was held a lot this past year. And Baker Mayfield went the length of the field and beat the Raiders in a critical game that kind of torpedoed the Raiders' season on making the playoffs. Man, the officials sucked yesterday. They were really bad. If you were in a sports book like I was, if you were out gambling on this, if this cost you any money or it just infuriates you as a Raider fan, today's the day we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 as the show started 20 minutes ago. 
Let's start off with Reggie in North Las Vegas. What's happening, Reg? What do you got? JT, man. So I had the same hopes, man. I was hoping that we the Niners lose. And let me let me say this. The reason why I don't like the Niners so much is basically I had a bunch of friends back in the day when the Raiders left to L.A., Mm-hmm. They switched up, and you know the Niners was winning, so they went over to uh, the Niners. Those same guys, like we played Pop Warner football together, and we wore Raider jerseys all the time. Now they're all in my face all the time. They're talking trash as if they never even liked the Raiders. So that's why I hate the Niners. But Kansas City, you know, that's an all-time rivalry. And to see you said something about. Uh, missed calls. Mm-hmm. The missed call that, that I trip on the most was the late hit on Burrow. He got hit mm-hmm. after he released the ball by uh, Clark, number yep. 55. I think that's the So I hate to see it, man. But another thing is the emotions of these players, they gave them a way out. If The refs wouldn't be calling it if you didn't do certain things, hitting mm-hmm. people, swinging back, the, the last person to swing back. So that play at the end, man, that was just, here we go. You gave them an opportunity to escape. So Raider Nation all day, I can't ever go for the Queefs, ever, ever, ever. So I'm a Philly fan from this point until the Super Bowl is over. Let's go, Raider Nation. I'll see you out there where in uh, Arizona, JT. Sounds good, my friend. Look forward to it. Hopefully you hear from you again. We got a lot of radio to do. We got two weeks of radio before the Super Bowl kicks off, and we'd like the support of everybody on all the shows, all the channels, man. We're building a flagship station here for the Raiders, and we expect to hear from Raider fans. The problem with this station at times is that we get away from sports. We get away from Kansas City winning, and we just talk Raiders when there's, no, there's not a lot of Raider breaking news. So what I'm going to do the next two weeks is I'm going to preview the Super Bowl and wait for Raider news, not Raider rumors and speculations. I've done a lot of Brady already. A lot of Aaron Rodgers, what are the Raiders going to do at quarterback? That's okay. But we're a radio station, man. We got to do radio for about 52 weeks, 50 of them the year if you take out vacation. We got to do some Super Bowl talk here. So I hope Raider fans just don't tune us out mentally and go, hey, there's nothing. I don't got a phone call or a tweet on the Raiders, and I don't like Kansas City. That's not how you run a a radio station. You run a radio station year-round with opinions, responses, everything. That's what we do here. I've been doing this a long time. This is what I do the next two weeks. And I'm enraged with these two teams. This is the worst-case scenario. If you were told me in my life who are the two teams I don't want to see in the Super Bowl, it would be Philadelphia, the team of my youth that I hated, and it would be Kansas City since I've come to the Raiders 24 years ago who are the nemesis of the silver and black. So believe me, I don't love this matchup at all. I wanted Cincinnati and before that Buffalo to win it. And Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia, I need them to beat Kansas City. Chris in West Oakland made a great comment to me the other day. He says, you know, he wanted, he didn't, what did he tell me? He said, I want the Niners to win because I have to live with those fans. Right? He's in the Bay Area. You have to live with those fans if you live in the Bay Area. So that's why you root for Philadelphia or the Cowboys or someone else to knock out the 49er fans. I don't live around a lot of Kansas City fans here in Las Vegas. But I don't want to see Kansas City coming into a legion next year after the crowd that showed up this past season with another Super Bowl patch on their jersey. Are you with me on this? The Raiders are building something here in Las Vegas that's global. 
The salary cap went up. The rate of revenue in that stadium is glorious. It's enormous. It's going to help Mark Davis get better players. Free agents are going to want to come and play in this new stadium with no state taxes. There's a window right now for the Raiders to do some good things. So let's not encourage Kansas City to keep winning. Let's do our job on the radio to root against Kansas City because in Vegas, there's not a lot, of, there's not a lot to root against. Who do you root against if you're a Knights fan? The Sharks? I pass out and fall asleep. That's such a boring topic. Who do you root against at UNLV? UNR? Grab me three pillows and a blanket. You don't want to be hearing me talk about this on this show. You know, I'm, I'm excited that all the fans that love the WNBA and a championship here, amen to that. That's great. But you look around this town. This is a Raider town now. The NFL lives in Las Vegas. We got the Pro Bowl this week. We have the Super Bowl next year. And Kansas City's kind of floating around in all this stuff. And we got to hope that we do a good job knocking Kansas City off the front page. And that would be the Eagles, unfortunately, as the last team that can do that. I'm partnered up with the DeCastaverde Law Group. If you are looking for a personal injury law firm, the DeCastaverde Law Group, they're family. Their whole concept is based on family from their late father and the way they built the law firm. Orlando and his brother, Alex, great friends of the show, they really work hard. Uh, They want to represent you if you need quality representation for anything when it comes to your legal life, especially if you get into an accident, a car accident, a slip and fall, motorcycle, whatever it is. Trust me, they're proud partners of the show. They want to help you. 702-222-9999. That's the DeCastaverde Law Group, proud partner of our show. When we come back, let's hear from you. 702-365-9200. What's your, how enraged are you? the way Kansas City got to the Super Bowl. Or maybe it's no big deal to you and you're okay with the referees. And we'll get into the 49ers and the loss and what it means to the Niners and possibly a new quarterback who might be the quarterback in Las Vegas. I'll tell you about that as we continue Raider Nation Radio. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. From 45 yards away, Townsend, the punter, is the holder. Looks back at Butker. Butker is ready. Now the snap, the placement, the kick is up, and it is good. Three seconds remaining, and the Kansas City Chiefs have a three-point lead, 23-20. to That's the Bengals radio call. JT back with you, brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Charles has his own legendary brand of wine, and now Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, proud partner of our show. Go order it. Ask for it. If they don't have it, take note of it. Tweet me. Tweet Charles, and we'll work a way to try to find a way to get Woodson Bourbon Whiskey into your favorite establishment as we continue on. So yesterday was a weird day. It was a very tough day for football because I like to dip the show in reality. I like to watch football and all sports and be honest about it. And there are times that sometimes I'm biased. I'm just a fan behind a microphone. I'm biased to the Raiders. I'm biased to the Knicks, the Yankees, my teams. I want teams to do well that I'm associated with at a distance. And I want you, the fans of those teams, to benefit from it. So for the Niners, the Niners didn't have a puncher's chance once Brock Purdy went out. When his Hassan Reddick had such a great game, imagine if the Raiders had a linebacker like him coming off the edge. He blew up that game single-handedly. Philadelphia's defense is so good. And as a lot of people are reporting in the Raider Nation, 
This was a Philadelphia team that was here 15 months ago at Allegiant Stadium and was kind of pedestrian. Every time that I try to be optimistic on the Raiders turning it around, I remember that Zach Taylor's first two years as the head coach of the Bengals was two wins and four wins. He went to back-to-back AFC championship games and a Super Bowl. You better be encouraged about that for Josh McDaniels if you're encouraged about winning again, that he can go from six wins to a Super Bowl because the Bengals have. The Bengals have done this. The problem with the Raiders is they're in the AFC West, and it's just very difficult. There's tougher competition. But going back to the 49ers in the Bay Area, they were very fortunate this year. Not a lot of it luck because they have very, very good players. The Niners got Christian McCaffrey. What a trade that was. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. But if Brock Purdy wasn't capable as a seventh-round pick and Mr. Irrelevant to run that offense, they would have never made the playoffs. So Brock Purdy helped them get there. And then Brock Purdy got all the way to the championship game after beating the Cowboys. You know, you take a look at what this team's been able to do. They beat the Cowboys. He outplayed Dak Prescott. But he was getting ready to outplay Jalen Hurts, but he got hurt. So once he got hurt, the game was over. Then they bring in a former Raider quarterback, backup quarterback to come in. And that was almost embarrassing. He couldn't even hold on to a snap. And then when they had to bring Purdy back into the game, Purdy couldn't throw the ball. That'll never happen again in your lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. I can promise you the rest of your life, we will never see a championship game in the AFC or the NFC where Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson are your one and two quarterbacks in a game like that. I'll tell you a storyline that's interesting in the Bay Area for those of you who listen to Bay Area radio or still keep, it, keep an eye to it or ear to it. A lot of people want to know why Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't ready and cleared to play in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo was injured for quite some time, and a lot of people in the Bay Area were led to believe that Jimmy Garoppolo would be ready for that game in an emergency role, in a backup role, and that wasn't the case. So I know a lot of Niner fans were really hoping that Garoppolo, how, dream, how of a dream scenario would that have been for Jimmy G to come off the bench yesterday and lead the Niners back on the road because Philadelphia didn't look that good to me. Jalen Hurts didn't even throw a touchdown in that game. So if you look at the history of championship games, that was a bottom feeder game. That was a terrible game, and Philadelphia got a break. They got the starters off the field with five minutes to go. Kyle Shanahan missed a replay opportunity. On the Devontae Smith early reception, set up the first touchdown. Kyle and his crew didn't challenge that. It was a no catch. Everything that could go wrong for the 49ers went wrong. And then at the end of the game, Trent Williams snapped. And he was throwing people around, threw a player around like it was WWE. And the Niners are gone. For those who think that the Niners are going to be back automatically, they're not winning nothing, in my opinion, with Brock Purdy. And they're not going to win with Trey Lance because he's got zero experience. How big of a topic is it now that Tom Brady could be interested in Santa Clara? How big of a topic is it that his boyhood team, San Francisco 49ers, actually need him now? And if Brady was ever going to choose a team to go to, look at what he did with Tampa and how good that defense was. The Niner defense is just as good. Niner defense is unbelievable. What happens if Tom Brady is a free agent, calls up John Lynch, or John Lynch calls Tom Brady, And they say, hey, one-year deal with a one-year option. Come on up here. You'll play for this defense for the team that you grew up loving. I think that's a reality. I also think there's a reality that the Raiders feel like they have a done deal, possibly or potentially with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady would want to hook up with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler again. Or Tom Brady might like Miami, because Miami's pretty good. Miami's pretty good, and I think Buffalo blew two opportunities to go to the Super Bowl. But the Niners losing... 
was important to Raider Nation. I know a lot of Raider fans, you know that. And more and more Raider fans were telling me, whatever it takes, get the Niners out of here. And the Niners were eliminated. What's your thoughts on Kansas City's victory and the Niners' loss? 702-365-9200. Here's Snow Raider out in Tahoe. What's happening? Hey, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, JT. Uh, I agree with you on a lot of these points. I was texting my buddy yesterday with that block in the back. Mm-hmm. And then the mystery repeated a third down. How do they let the whole play go, the whole play, and then make them redo it? They should have blown it dead then. Anyways, I agree with uh, Raider Reggie. Niner fans are hard to put up with. you got to admire how the Niners get talent and playmakers, man. McCaffrey and other names you were saying earlier. They just get them, but not a fan of the Niners at all. And then uh, anyone in the Super Bowl but Kansas City. I'm with you. We want to hold our lead over them. Mm-hmm. Division rival a long time. Let's hold that up. Last but not least, you come out to Tahoe, you let me know. Conditions are great. Turns yes. great. You got to love it. Yeah, I got Raiders a ski trip. Thank you, man. I got to go on a ski trip every year in March. We wait till it gets a little bit warm. I don't like to ski when it's ice cold, when it's four degrees, you know, six degrees. I like to ski when it's 30, 35, and the snowpack is deep in Tahoe. So I will be gone on a Thursday or Friday later on this offseason to get up to Tahoe. I can promise you on that. We got snow today in Henderson, man. How about that? Anybody who follows Vegas on social media, a little bit of snow. Over in Henderson, as you know, Henderson is five degrees cooler. Uh, Excuse me, Summerlin's five degrees cooler than Henderson. It's rare when it's snowing in Henderson and it's not snowing in Summerlin, but we didn't get any snow today here. Just a little drizzle out here. 702-365-9200. Always opinionated. Here he is, Chris in West Oakland. Hey, JT. Yeah, you know, I definitely got my Tahoe trip coming. Hopefully it'll uh, coincide again this year with yours. Um... Look, I agree. The one thing I'll say, I'm very glad both the Niners and the and the um, Chiefs were eliminated. That's my worst-case scenario. The only time in my life I ever root for the Kansas City Chiefs is when they play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And for people that ask me why, simple. I don't have to live with the jerk-off Kansas City Chiefs fans like I do the bandwagon, bandwagon 49er fans. For San Francisco fans, whether it be the Giants or the 49ers, without a doubt are the biggest front-running bandwaggers in all the professional sports. The Ni- if the Niners start off slow next year, Santa Clara Stadium will be half full at ki- opening kickoff. But that's, that's a story for another time. I'm just glad I don't have to root for either one of those teams in the Super Bowl. What a great game yesterday. Um, let me say this real quick about the NFC, JT. I, I believe, I'm not going to say it's an easy road because it's never easy to get to a Super Bowl, but every year I point to the fact that you get to the divisional round, it's always the same stud quarterbacks every year. For years it was Roethlisberger, Manning, um, you know, Breeze, Brady. Well, the NFC doesn't have any of those left anymore. Breeze is gone. Rodgers had a rough year, um, and, and the, the Packers weren't there this year. The, the Eagles and the 49ers didn't have to go through a Hall of Fame quarterback, which is why I'm picking the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think Jalen Hurts is really good. I don't know how good he is. Uh, overall, you have to, greatness to me, JT. Prove it year in and year out. However, he has surprised me how well he throws the ball from the pocket. He didn't run that much last, last um, yesterday, which makes me believe you know he's got a leg up on a lot of these so-called running quarterbacks because he can stand in the pocket and deliver the ball. But my prediction going on Super Bowl Sunday's Kansas City, and eight out of the next ten years, you look at the studs in the AFC, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Lawrence, 
Herbert. I mean, the AFC is just loaded. That's why I segueing into Derek Carr. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm looking to go to a team in the NFC. So I don't. If I want to get on a team with a legitimate chance to go to a Super Bowl, it's a lot easier road in the NFC than it is the AFC. Yeah, there was some rough calls yesterday. I thought both games were horribly officiated. But that one penalty on Oloso at the end. Listen, that that was so stupid and so bad. An NFL official absolutely had to throw that. But I don't want to hear anything about rigged games and conspiracy theories, Cincinnati fans, because you're talking to a Raider fan. There's nobody that's been screwed more than us in big games in the playoffs. It was just an unfortunate call at the end of the game. Terrible officiating all weekend long, I thought, JT. Hell, even in an NBA game, it seems like officiating's getting worse. But I almost felt sorry for the 49ers yesterday when Purdy got hurt, JT. I said that almost. I feel sorry for the players. I feel sorry for some of the coaches. I don't feel sorry in the least for their bandwagon fans. Take that, 49er fan. Bang, bang that. More like pew, pew. We'll see you next year. Maybe you can find another Mr. Relevant, but at least I'm marked safe from having to hear these clowns <laughs> bitch and moan for two weeks uh, about how great the 49ers are. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you later. How about Chris? Great line at the end. He's marked safe from having to deal with 49er fans. Going forward, 49ers were a very good team this year. They got very lucky at the quarterback position. It was crazy. And again, another thing I haven't seen before, and I don't think you'll see again, is Trey Lance. They spent a lot to trade up and get him. Two first-round picks just to move up and get Trey Lance. I just said to Danny Cannell on the show I was co-hosting for the last three hours, am I the only guy, am I really the only guy in sports radio to remember how cocky Kyle Shanahan was after they drafted Trey Lance? And I'll never forget it. He showed up at the press conference. He was smirking. Like going, yeah, man, no one knew what we were going to do. I had everybody tricked in the building. And he did. He didn't tell anybody in the drill building, his scouts, what he was going to do till the last second. And they thought they hit this home run with Trey Lance. And they were so nonchalant with Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't care about Jimmy Garoppolo at all. Jimmy was just rehabbing. And they couldn't trade Jimmy because he was injured. A team should have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. They really should have. They should have lowballed the Niners, traded for Garoppolo while he was injured. And then they have Garoppolo as their quarterback now. Raiders might end up having Garoppolo as their quarterback. He's definitely an option. Garoppolo's a pretty good play. He's a lot better than Brock Purdy. Purdy played well in some games, but he doesn't have the track record that we see with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Niners are out. It's good that the Niners are out for Raider fans. I get it. But Kansas City is the problem that we have in front of us now. And how to stop Kansas City. We're not going to be able to stop it. But we can talk on the radio like we want to make it difficult. And I thought the game was made easier for the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought the game was made easier, easier for the Kansas City Chiefs by the officials. Do you agree with me or not? Maybe you're smarter than me and you're calmer than me and you're saying, JT, it wasn't about the officials. Kansas City was better. Okay. Then we can debate that issue because I got a bunch of plays that went in Kansas City's favor. The officiating did not go both ways. And that's why you always fight for home field advantage. Home field advantage matters. The bye week matters. Kansas City needed the bye week. They needed the rest for some of their other players. Kansas City left that game last night. Three of their wide receivers were injured in the game and did not come back. And they still won the game against Cincinnati. And Eli Apple should never play another down for Cincinnati. He was terrible with the New York Giants. He ended up making it to the Super Bowl with Cincinnati, and he was trash-talking all week, trash-talking Buffalo, 1-2-3 Cancun. 
and he had a holding penalty on a third and long when Kansas City was going to be off the field and giving Cincinnati another opportunity, and that holding penalty extended a drive for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes got some big breaks, and there were times where Cincinnati was just looking for a holding call for their defensive line, and they couldn't get it, and Mahomes was able to make a play. Mahomes had a Steph Curry type of performance, everyone. Steph Curry, remember Steph when he came into the league, he always rolled his ankle. And there were people who said, I don't know if Steph Curry long-term is going to be able to play in this league. He's always hurting his ankle. And Steph was rolling his ankle in the playoffs and hitting threes to win games. Mahomes and Steph Curry are the two players I can make the best comparable to. When I think of Mahomes, I think of Steph Curry. When I think of Steph Curry, I think of Mahomes. They're winners. They find a way to win. They play hurt. They're leaders, and they have an edge to them. And for the Raiders, they have to find a way to stop Patrick Mahomes. This is the two youngest quarterbacks ever in a Super Bowl combined age. It's not because of Jalen Hurts. It's because of Hurts and Mahomes. The quarterback matchup, when we come back on the other side, we thank the 872 laborers led by Tommy White. They're building Vegas, and they're building it safe and fast. Look at all the construction in Vegas and how many businesses want to come here. 872 laborers. Do an unbelievable job, and they're the proud partner of our show. Mark Anderson and Harry Ruiz will join us next hour. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Burrowhead mass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Well, that was Kelsey, and he was going off on the post game because the Cincinnati mayor started trolling Burrowhead. They said that Arrowhead was Burrowhead because Joe Burrow was 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. JT, back with you, brought to you by our good friends at Resorts World. If you're looking to watch the Super Bowl or do anything, we got Warren Moon's event there that I'll tell you about that at the top of the hour. Big Pro Bowl party coming up at Resorts World, and I'll tell you all about that coming up here. And we have tickets to give away. So I'm going to talk about this all week as I'm excited. I'm here. I'm here. I, I had a long night last night. Again, I did my show for three hours after the game ended and it was just chaos. Every caller that called me all over the country was just freaking out on the refs. And then I just did three hours this morning with Danny Cannell and it was three hours of fans hitting the refs. I thought we'd find that energy today because Raider fans hate the refs more than anybody. Uh, not the case here. I think a lot of Raider fans are just kind of getting used to Kansas City being great. And it's my job on the radio to slow that roll. I will do that. I will do that. I'll do my job is to try to slow the roll of Kansas City or at least pretend to do it because I thought that Kansas City got a bunch of breaks there. Going back to the 49ers, a big topic going forward is how much time do you have left in a window to win? And that's a very important point in sports. But the Warriors are a good example. They have all these veterans, right? They were Draymond Green, Steph, Clay, But they drafted all these young players the last couple of years, Wiseman. Kaminga, young players. So when the guys get older, the younger players come in. Purdy, and the, you know, you look at Purdy with the 49ers, but you look at Poole with the Warriors. The younger players fill in, and you take a couple of the good younger guys, and you fill them in with the legends, and you keep winning. When it comes to the 49ers, the Niners have that type of team now on defense. They have a defensive team that is so good at every level, including Nick Bosa, that they got to figure out what they want to do, or Kyle Shanahan's not going to win a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan blew a 28-3 lead to the great Tom Brady in a Super Bowl because he couldn't pick up a first down when Julio Jones won. 
So if you're Kyle Shanahan tonight, you think you're walking around in the Bay Area, flexing your muscles, going, we're back. Yeah, we're good. We're good next year. I got Brock Purdy. <laughs> what are you, nuts? You don't know Brock Purdy's going to go back at all. But Chris made a very interesting point about Derek Carr going forward. Derek Carr's got to end up in the NFC. The AFC, there is a gauntlet of quarterbacks that are better than Derek, and Derek's good. He's very good, but Derek's not on the same level as Herbert. He's not on the same level as Mahomes. We know that, and Burrow. So if Derek wants to win a championship, and I think he does, he's got to go to the NFC because the AFC is just loaded. Josh Allen. Josh Allen could be the best out of all of them. They, they could have won back-to-back Super Bowls, and they haven't been able to do it. So the NFC is an interesting route. Uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletic, and I'll get a chance to read the column coming up here. Vic puts out tremendous content, as you know. He's uh, tweeting out about Carr. He just tweeted out 25 minutes ago. Derek Carr would want to talk to his potential new head coach and coordinator before a deal is consummated. He could decide to set his own earlier deadline of February 8th and cut off trade talks if nothing is worked out by then. Vic Tafe for Raiders have not yet granted Derek Carr permission to seek a trade. Well, Derek Carr is on the Raiders' payroll, and he's still here, and the Raiders control that narrative and conversation. But I think everybody wants to see what's going to happen going forward on the landing spot. And if the Raiders could get anything, if the Raiders could get something good and something to build on, anything from a potential trade for Derek Carr, or will teams that want Derek roll the dice and wait until he gets cut and he becomes a free agent? The Chargers have hired Kellen Moore as their new offensive coordinator. Hey, everybody, he might be the new head coach of the Chargers because Brandon Staley's a mess. I really believe that boy blunder, the way he handles the clock down in distance. He can't be in charge anymore making those decisions. I really mean that. So Kellen Moore, about three weeks ago, when Dallas ended their regular season with 12 wins and they won a playoff game, people were talking about Kellen Moore as a head coach. And now all of a sudden he gets let go by Dallas and the Chargers scoop him up. It's a nice hire by the Chargers. Kellen Moore is brought in for one thing only, to take Justin Herbert to the next level. Because the last time Justin Herbert played a football game, he choked. He choked uh, as he was leading 27 to nothing. That's an epic choke job. Moore's only 33, and he'll take over to lead that quarterback, Justin Herbert. One hour up, we'll have Mark Anderson, Harry Ruiz coming up. <laughs> 